today's going to be a little bit unusual. I'm not going to have you stand to read the word because I'm going to be reading the word all through this. And if you'll help me, it's not going to take very long. It's a simple message. I was talking to David Campbell, former pastor at Timbo, Arkansas, and he mentioned something to me well over a year ago, and it's just stayed in my heart continuously. And I constantly talk about it, the seasons of life and how God takes us through different seasons. What I intentionally was going to come up here and say today is welcome to winter 2021. It was so cold last night. We had a team party for Cardin's little baseball team. We went down to the ball field at Little Rock and it was so cold and I didn't wear a coat. A lot of the kids were in shorts and t-shirts. I heard them telling intentional lies just to see if their pants would catch on fire to warm up. It was pretty bad. But uh, I told him, I said, I seen chickens lined up at KFC ready to get in the deep fryer just to warm up. That's, Lord help us. The weather's perfect for what we're preaching today. I want to preach. Your season is changing. Your season is changing. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you that you're a God of seasons, and the seasons don't always last. The darkest nights don't last, God. You're changing our season, Father. God, hide me behind the shadow of the cross that I preach your word, Lord, in truth and in boldness, Lord, what you've given me. I ask you to anoint the eyes and the ears that we can see and to hear what you'd have to say. In Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement would say amen. 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 I brought my own box of Kleenexes today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I had to choose a scripture for my text today, it would be Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. God is a God of seasons. And Jesus, when he walked this earth, changed people's lives as they began new seasons after their encounters with him. If you live for God right now, if Jesus is the Lord of your heart right now, and you call yourself a Christian, your season's going to change. Your season's going to change. Listen at this. How about the man that was lowered through the roof? First of all, how about his friends? I want some crazy friends that want to get after Jesus, no matter what you have to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That man began a new season in his life. How about the woman at the well? Come see a man. Come see a man who told me all the things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? She was a witness after she had an encounter with God. Her season changed after her encounter with Jesus. How about the man at the pool of Bethesda? 
I heard him preached about this week. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Jesus is a rules breaker too. Can I tell you that? The religious rules. He breaks them rules. You're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to heal on the Sabbath. What do you do? They're not celebrating this man being healed on the Sabbath. They're upset because Jesus broke their religious rules. God help us. He was never the same. His season changed when he had an encounter with God. There are a number of different scriptures that talk about seasons in the Bible. Here's a few examples. Daniel 2 and 21. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we, will, we shall reap if we faint not. I like this one right here, and this doesn't get preached about very much as far as on these terms. is Hebrews eleven twenty four, By faith Moses... When he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. we got to start refusing to be called what the world's calling us, amen? Choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasure in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He's seen the greater reward. He's seen the greater reward than a season in sin. The pleasure of sin in season. You know what? We need to pray, pray that the pleasure of sin in that season ends for a lot of people. We have a list of people right over here we've been praying for, for salvation. That season of sin needs to end. We live our life in seasons. There, there's times in our life where we're walking through the lowest valleys. There's other times in our life we feel like uh, uh, they were on the mountaintops. But when we're walking through the valleys, it seems like it can be sunshiny. You can look outside. It's a beautiful day out there. And as soon as you walk out, the rain clouds come out and start beating down. And a tornado starts to hit. And you're like, what in the world's going on? This was a beautiful day. You walk back in, and it's sunshiny out there again. You get to feeling like, it's just me. It's just me. You're in a season we live life in seasons. There are seasons in our life where we seem to be blessed at every turn. We find great deal on a house. We sell our house for above market price. I heard about that this week. To everything, there is a season and every time, a purpose under the heaven. We serve a God of seasons. We see, we see it in creation. God created the four seasons we enjoy. They're based upon the rotation of the earth and it orbits the sun. All right, we all understand that. We learned that in school. The seasons change as the earth moves, but the sun is our planetary system remains constant, and everything revolves around it. I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. In many ways, we see this signature, the same artist in our lives. Much like the earth, our lives should revolve around the sun. S-O-N, hallelujah. The Son, Jesus Christ. Our lives will change. We will enter and exit many seasons, but the sun remains constant yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like I said earlier, we serve a God of seasons, but God doesn't necessarily measure seasons with clocks and calendars, but through truth and revelation. 
Whenever God gives you a fresh word, you've just stepped into a new season. When God gives you a fresh anointing, you've just stepped into a new season. When you feel the power and the presence of God like we have this morning, you've stepped into a new season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's purpose for every season that we're in. I told Brother Mike today, I said, we're, we're, I'm preaching on seasons today. And he said, good. He said, I want to know about these seasons. We need to understand the season that we're in and why we're in that season. Amen. Amen. Working in construction, we get on a job site and we would do a lot of building, a lot of things, Brother Scotty, people couldn't see. It wasn't the show work is what they call it. This was the, the foundation of it. It didn't matter if it's painting a wall. Well, you, you had to first put a, a primer coat on a wall before you can put paint on the wall. Before you can build the house, you have to lay the foundation for the house. But nobody gets excited about the foundation pouring mud and sand and rock on the ground. That's not very exciting. But when they start seeing the timber go up, all of a sudden, wow, you guys have really been working, haven't you? I've been working this whole time. You just didn't see what I've been doing. I mean, know what I'm talking about. There are seasons you really didn't want to go through, but through those seasons, you learned some things. You learned some things, and you wouldn't have learned them if you hadn't have gone through that season. There are seasons you've gone through that you don't know why you had to, but there's a reason for that season. And just because you're going through some stuff or have gone through some rough seasons doesn't mean that God is finished with you. Well, we need, to, we need to get that in our spirit. Just because you're going through something rough, you're still breathing God's air. He's not through with you. Hallelujah. I believe until our dying breath, God has purpose for us. He has intentions for us, and he's bringing us through seasons in our life. Because he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's not just any old work but a good work he's doing inside of us. You've just stepped into a new season. This morning, we're going to take a quick glance at the life of Peter. Peter had some seasons in his life, and if we're not, if we're not careful, we overlook some of these seasons he went through. I, I, I want to look through just a couple of things. Stepping into a new season brings new changes. How many hate change? My favorite cookie by Nabisco, Gone. They took it away. I hate change. I used to love ban uh, deodorant. It was a stick, this particular kind they have. Gone. I hate change. Coast soap. It's still there, but somebody give me the squirt bottle of, uh, of, of shower gel something soap, and I put it on my washcloth, and it gets all soapy. And, and I hated that, but I had to use it because I couldn't throw it away. I, I just felt guilty of doing that. And so I, I used that, and I hated it. It was change. And now that's all I buy, by the way. I just, it's, sometimes we hate that season of change. If there's a purpose, new changes in new seasons. Change is inevitable. It's going to happen. We look outside in the world around us. We notice things are different today than they were 10 years ago. Yes, Shelly and I were driving down the highway uh, Friday night coming into Conway and she says, were all these exits, she, no, she said, these exits weren't all here when we first moved here. 33 years ago, all the exits they have in Conway were not here. This road right out here was a two-lane highway. This road up there where I live on was a dirt road. 
We just dirt eating farm boys, wasn't we? There's change. There's change. It's inevitable. We have to remember, though, that we serve a God of seasons, so there's going to be some change. He's a God that doesn't change, but our seasons do. Even in his creation, he created the season, and each season is different than others. Some are meant for things to grow, and we love that. And others are meant for things to die off. That's painful. That was a cookie I really liked that they died and they killed it off. It's painful. How many know sometimes growth is painful? Growth is painful too. But each season is different than others. Some are meant for things to grow. Others are meant to die off. In some seasons, the days are longer. And in others, the night is very long. Sometimes it seems our days or our mountaintop experiences with God last a long time. But then there are those seasons when the nighttime seems like it'll never end. Is it ever going to break daylight? How many has ever been there? I, I can remember time after time driving down the road, driving a bus, and, and coming back into Greenbrier, and we drive all night to get home after a Sunday night service, maybe in Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, whatever, and I could start seeing the sun break. But right before the sun broke, I was the most sleepiest, if that's a word. I was so sleepy trying to get home. And as soon as I could see that sun, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was all of a sudden... Man, I'm almost there. We got daylight coming. I know I'm, I'm six hours away from home or whatever, but hey, we got daylight now. We can do this. Sometimes we just need to see the light in that season. In those long nights when the tears seem like they'll never stop flowing, the morning still comes. And the tears cease and the joy will return to our spirits. It might have taken a little longer in some seasons than others, but God's still there in that season. God gives us revelations and truth to propel us into new and different seasons. Why? Because we're creatures of habit. We're creatures of habit. And if he didn't change things, we'd become complacent. We'd do things over and over. We'd try to do things the same way. We'd sing the same song every time because God come down last time in that song. So that's the only song we're singing from now on. I'm just wearing this suit every Sunday morning now because God come down in this song or in this song and this suit. It, it's, it's a thing. We're going to be complacent now. Brother Scotty, wear that yellow, yellow shirt next week and, and God's going to move the same way. We don't have to look far. We see Moses. He tried doing things the same way and it cost him the promised land. Looking at Peter, he entered into a new season when Jesus called him to follow. Matthew Chapter 4, verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. That's obedience right there. I tell my kids all the time, slow obedience is no obedience, and no obedience is sin. I told my son something to do this morning. I said, don't do that anymore. And he did it right in front of me. He goes, I thought you meant later, don't do it anymore, not right now. No, right now, don't do it ever from this point on. <sighs> One day, Peter was an ordinary fisherman until Jesus came walking by. <laughs> it changed the season he was in. 
And when Jesus gave Peter the word, his life changed forever. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you. That's what he's telling us today. Follow me and I'll make you. Drew, follow me and I'll make you a guitar player. Drew, follow me and I'll make you a preacher. Follow him. He's going to make you what you need to be. Amen. In other words, Jesus is going to make something that Peter wasn't before. You know what? If we could do whatever we needed to do and we could be whoever we needed to be already, we wouldn't need God to have us changed or put us in different seasons. There was more than just a change in vocation that occurred in Peter, but it was an inward change that took place. The word make, we see this right back up here in verse 19. I will make you fishers of men. The word make in the Greek can also be translated into sprout forth. Sprout forth. Sprout forth. Sprout forth. There's a miracle inside of each and every one of us. And it takes God to make that miracle sprout forth. Hallelujah. He's got purpose for us. He has reason for us. You're here, like I said a minute ago, you're breathing God's air. There's a reason. There's a season you're in, and there's a reason for it. He's trying to bring something forth. He's trying to sprout something forth out of each and every one of us today. It doesn't matter how old you are. There are seeds of greatness on the inside of every one of us. Sprout forth. Sprout forth. Father, let the seeds grow today. The seasons in your life has served a purpose to nurture that seed. Well, I don't know why that happened to me. I can't understand how this happened. Why did this happen? Why, why, why? There's purpose. There's a seed in you that needs to sprout forth. I've told my son before some of the things that he's went through, and it seems like God uses the same thing over and over and over. I said, you better learn this lesson. He's trying to grow something out of you, and you need to understand what he's trying to do in your life. There's a seed there he's trying to get to sprout, for, sprout forth. You stepped into a new season, and that miracle, can I tell you today, that miracle is about to sprout forth. I feel it in my spirit. You need to look at your neighbor right now and say, my season is here. Tell your neighbor, my season is here today. Number two, stepping into new seasons brings new challenges. First, it brings change, but then it brings challenges. There's no doubt that when Peter was called to follow Jesus, that he faced not only, uh, he's not only faced with many challenges in his life, but there are changes in his life, but there's challenges that come with it. Man, we don't like change already, but when it's challenging, man, I'm ready to lay down and quit. That's too hard. Coaching baseball, sometimes you fall down three or four or five runs, and, and players want to come in and lay down on the dugout. I quit. Let's go home. Let's get the snacks. I'm ready to go. It's a challenge. It's a challenge in that season. His faith, faith was challenged by stepping out. I said this the other day. His faith was challenged when he stepped out on the water to go meet Jesus. Wow. I don't know anyone else that's walked on water. I read it in this book, Peter and Jesus. And somebody said, yeah, but he failed. Well, when was the last time you walked on water for a little while? There's another lesson there. He got to looking at the waves. He got to looking around, and he took his eyes and his focus off Jesus, and that's when he began to sink. He had faith. 
His faith was challenged when he asked Jesus, bid me to come. His feelings were challenged when one minute he was proclaiming Jesus, the Son of God, and the next minute he was being rebuked by Jesus. How many love to get rebuked? You just love it. You just love it. Riding on the car the other day, Shelly goes, why are you going that way? I was like, don't you just wish sometime you had an eject button on, on the passenger seat only? You just like push it and they, they can parachute down, I'm saying, but I just think, I think it's funny. I think it would be. No, I didn't say that about Shelly. I would never say that. Uh, that's right, back seat, back seat, get him out of there. He was being rebuked by Jesus. Nobody likes getting rebuked. Being called Satan, how many has been called Satan lately? By Jesus. And having Jesus turn his back on him, telling him to get behind me. Get behind me, Satan. Mm. His traditions his prejudices were challenged when he followed Jesus into Samaria. His humility was challenged when the Son of God, the light of the world, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, lowered himself to the point to wash Peter's feet. But in all these instances, Peter stepped up to the challenge. But there's that one particular time when it seems as if Peter stepped into a season of failure. A season where he couldn't do it right. He went from a follower of Jesus to one who followed him at a distance. And in the courtyard, Peter, he even denied knowing the Lord three times. And when he denied knowing the Lord the third time, the rooster crowed, and the words of Jesus come back to his mind. Sometimes we're in that same shape, folks. That's in one minute we're on the mountaintop, we're proclaiming Jesus. The next moment we're following from a distance. Sometimes it's so far we, we, we don't even know if we can feel him again. We don't even know if we could see him again. Can I tell you he still loves you? <laughs> he still loves you cares about you. You're never going to get away from his love. You'll never get away from his love. Christ's eyes and Peter's eyes met. Before the rooster crows, you have denied me three times. Peter ran off and wept bitterly. That's exactly what happens to us when we step into a season where it seems as if all is going the wrong way. We feel dry, we feel empty, and despite our best efforts, we feel as if we've lost, we've lost everything, even Jesus. We, get, we, we begin to believe that we're a complete and total failure. I don't know what I'm doing. What, how did I get to this position? How could I lose another job? How could I lose a husband? How could I lose a wife? How could I lose another relationship? You're in a season. You're in a season. You need to remember there's purpose for every season. Purpose for every season. What people didn't know, and many of us today fail to realize, is that Christ's love is greater than our failures. 
I failed him before. He still loved me. He doesn't love our sin, but he loves us. He loves us enough to convict us and bring us back into his grace, his mercy. God, let me tell you something. God does not waste your failures. He does not waste your pain. He doesn't. Shelly, would you come back? Now, Peter had a choice. He could have done what many of us do today. Use our failures as an excuse as to why we can't continue seeing our miracle lived out. That miracle that's inside of us that needs to bud. That miracle inside of us that needs to sprout in that certain season. We want to follow from a distance. But guess what? All that happened before Christ died. All that happened before Peter had an encounter with a Savior. Before Jesus went to that cross. Hallelujah. Jesus told Peter to go to Jerusalem and wait because there was something coming. He was supposed to go to Jerusalem. We talked about Pentecost Sunday last last week. He told Peter not to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit descended. There in upper room, Peter... And 119 others began to seek God. Having their hearts fixed on one thing. The only one thing that they needed to be fixed on. They were waiting in obedience for the promise. They waited it out. They sought it out. They prayed it out. And then the Holy Spirit consumed the place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit consumed this place. You do what you want to do in this place. Hallelujah. Can I tell you the Holy Spirit desires to consume those who get together with one heart in unity? Man, if we get all the church, TFT, everybody calls us this home church. Had somebody tell me they invited somebody to church. They said, "Uh, what church do you go to? And they said, TFT. And they said, oh, that's where I go. And they said, well, we haven't seen you in a couple years. If we got all of us in one mind and one accord, in unity, what would God do with us? Acts chapter 2, Peter stepped up into a new season. The very season that we're stepping in today, 2,000 years ago. I'm telling you, church, the spirit of revival is here. The spirit of revival, I've been going to revival in Little Rock, but you know what? We've had that spirit of revival right here for, for months and months and months. And we're starting to see it manifest in different churches. We see it here. Like I said, every Sunday, it seems like the Holy Ghost just blesses us every Sunday in ways that it hasn't been happening before. Why? Because we're hungry. We're hungry. I heard the other night, for sustained revival, you had to have sustained hunger. I thought, that's good. That's real good. we got to stay hungry for God. The third thing, stepping into a new season births new champions. Peter was transformed from a fisherman into a preaching powerhouse. I believe those who knew Peter three years before were amazed to see a new champion that he had become. God had transformed him with his power. The Holy Ghost power transformed him. And God is calling his champions into new seasons today. He's still calling us into new seasons. There's a spirit revival that's flowing like a river, and it's a new season. It's a new season. Some people have never experienced it. 
And, and you don't look down on someone that hasn't received the power of the Holy Ghost. You don't look down on someone that hasn't spoken in tongues. What you do, you pray for them because it's a free gift. It's a free gift God wants to give you. It's a closeness you've never had before, I'll tell you that. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you in your ways. He'll give you boldness to speak the truths of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're stepping into a season of power and authority. We're stepping into a season where all the people of the earth shall see the people that's called by God's name. We're stepping into a season where the Lord is going to open up His good treasure and bless you. He's going to bless me. Why? Why? Because we're faithful. We're faithful. We're faithful. And guess what? He's a faithful God. He's a faithful Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to lend and not borrow. We'll be the head and not the tail. We're going to be above and not beneath. We have been faithful. And the Bible says give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. The Lord's going to bless us in this new season. We're stepping into a season where God is about to tear back the veil off the heavenliest to release some things of joy. So many people's burdened down with different things. Coming out of COVID, oh my word, it's just been a depressing smash on, on everybody. I was watching that game last night. Even the umpires had masks on. After I seen some of their calls, I said, you need to get the mask off your eyes. You're not seeing very well. I think sometimes that's the way of Christians. We're not seeing God for who he really is. You can stand with me. I'm about done. Those who were once held under are now going to be coming over. Those who were once forgotten are now going to be remembered. Those who were depressed will once again begin to rejoice. Those who were once rejected are now accepted. Those who are downtrodden will have their heads lifted up. Hallelujah. And those who grieve will have their joy manifest once again. Those who were once poor will say, I am rich. Those who are afflicted will once again walk in healing and in love. Hallelujah. We're stepping into a new season where those things that have been taken from you will be restored a hundredfold. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song and said, I'm taking it back what the devil stole from me. We need to declare it right now today. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. The devil can't have what, what is rightfully ours. We're taking it back what the devil stole from us. Some of you had to learn how to praise God all by yourself. You had to praise God through a lot of tears. Some of you had to learn how to lay hands on your own head. Some of you had to hold your hands up while you were praying for somebody else, hoping that someone's praying for you. Lord, help us. You're a champion in Christ. Just because you're in a season you don't understand, he's using that season to prepare what's inside of you to sprout out. I should have named the servant Sprout Out because I love that a whole lot better. Sprout Out. God, sprout what you have inside of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the seasons of our life, the ones that we don't understand that you're bringing us through. God, sometimes it just doesn't make sense to us. But that's when our faith and our trust in you has, has to be out front, has to be the leader in our life. 
that we trust you no matter what's going on. Lord, you're in charge of this season. You're preparing us, Lord, for the next season. I ask you, Lord, right now to touch every heart today, Father, that we'll accept what you have in our lives, Father. God, that we understand that we're living in a season and you're bringing us through it. And God, there's blessings in the next season. Hallelujah. And I believe it with all my heart. There's revival in the air, Father. There's revival in the air. Lord, you're wanting to renew us. We feel it. We can see it. This new season of revival, God, I ask you, Lord, to help us to embrace it, Lord. Help us to put off everything, God, and go after you like never before. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you for all these things, God. I thank you for what you're doing in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Church, I ask today, would you find your place to pray? And just ask God, God, whatever I'm going through right now, help me to understand. And what I don't understand, Father, help me to trust you to carry me through this season. In Jesus' name, God touch us all.